Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. Do I have everybody's attention now? Do I have everybody's attention now? John, I got you. John, Do I have everybody's Sunday attention night. now? You put them cameras on me, then you must be willing To get that heart touched, it's a must-see feeling The news ain't good, then it must be villain So I say it's ad-grounded, I don't trust these feelings Spread across your nose, and I'm on your air High as next on the cloud Am I in the air, Sunday night's prime time I flex mine better, Voltron transform to DX Don Mega and unseen, you probably think I'm nice Cause I slow like a stream to your wireless device And the smoke full of steam any given night, I'll show up like a piece of any given slice. And for the latest and what is best about I, tune in and tune the rest out, Don. You gotta tell them, am I in the clear? Is this thing gone? Am I on the air? On the air. Yeah, we back, everybody. North Korea could not hold us down. We went out with a bang in 2014. The season finale of season 9 wrapped up back on December 22nd, 2014. It is a new year. It is 2015. And this is Am I on the Air? So what is going down, everybody? I'm your host, Don Mega. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. We are back. It's Season 10, Episode 1. They hate us because they ain't us. Aw, yeah. So I'm so excited to be back. Like I said, Season 9 wrapped up on December 22nd. And um, since then, we've had Christmas. And I hope everybody had a great Christmas. I surely did. Uh, we had New Year, and here we are now. In 2015, uh, we are recording this on Monday, January 5th, 2015. I can't believe it is 2015. Um, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Been doing this show for a long time, and I can't believe it's season 10. And it really works out well because for those of you that are big into TV like me, you know in the last couple weeks there has been like no new episodes of anything. Everything's been on this rerun. All the shows that we watch have had mid-season finales, and we've just been hanging, waiting for some new content. And tonight, almost everything is back. Uh, most The only shows that don't return this week are pretty much Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Arrow, and Flash. <laughs> Every other show is back this week, and I'm so excited. I actually cleared out my DVR over these last two weeks. That is something I never thought would happen. My DVR is constantly at an 80 to 90% or more <laughs> full state. And it's always like, I never have time to get to anything. Not only time did I have the time to get through everything, but I cleared the damn thing out. Zero. Zero shows on the DVR, which is insane. Um, I was able to binge watch and get through Scorpion which I gotta say is an amazing show, so I'm so happy that I got into it and got caught up because tonight Scorpion Returns. Uh, great, great show. If you haven't been watching, get on it. Scorpion is awesome. It's on Monday night's CBS. Uh, also was able to binge watch and get through the entire, I believe, fourth season of Homeland. Big fan of Homeland, but for some reason this season just haven't been able to keep up on it. Uh, we had the whole season on the DVR, and me and my wife just sat down and within two nights got through the entire season. So we were able to clear off all those big chunks and then anything kind of left over in between. And here we are with a fresh slate, which I needed because this week my DVR is on overload recording like four or five shows at a time. There's a lot going on this week. And I'm just so excited to get back into the entertainment aspect of this. So, once again, I hope everybody had great holidays. It was a good Christmas. 2014 is in the books. It was a it was an interesting year, um, but a, but a good year I'd say overall. It was just kind of dampered in the last couple months. Uh, I, I've explained it a little bit on the show before, but for those of you that don't know, uh, the job I was working with for the last two and a half years. Uh, did some layoffs, and unfortunately I was a part of those layoffs, 
And that happened in the beginning of November, and that was a pretty big shock to the system. Uh, a company you've worked for for a couple of years, and you know you were you know you were a manager there, and you were up in the chain, and you've been there since day one, and then you kind of just get kicked to the curb <laughs> along with you know a hundred other people, uh, completely out of nowhere and for no reason. And it's it's very unfortunate, and it's been a struggle these last couple months getting through the holidays, trying to find new work when nobody's really hiring because of the holidays. So. Um, it's been trying, but I can't let that take away from what a real good year was overall. Uh, this show has been doing amazing. Um, I, we started back up <clears throat> doing the uh, spinoff shows of Am I Still on the Air, um, which have been doing great as well, especially since I started Am I Still, Still on the Air back up again over the summertime, and every episode I've had guest people on it with me, and... I'm so thankful to have those guys jump on and join me. It really adds a special dynamic to those Am I Still in the Air episodes that make it special and stand out from just this show. Since I do this show solo every week, giving you all the news, it's a lot of fun to do the Am I Still in the Airs and focus on one topic and bring on guests to speak it with me. So, big shout out to my boys Geeky Pat, uh, Peeps, and of course Friggins as well. Uh, I appreciate those guys jumping on, really at a beck and call sometimes, to just get on, talk about what's popping in entertainment that we want to get out to you guys. Speaking of Am I Still on the Air, um, you know, <clears throat> after the season finale of the last Am I on the Air on December 22nd, I really didn't think I was going to have another episode for you guys until today. Um, but as we were getting close to New Year's, I said, you know what? I really want to do a countdown of the most anticipated films of the year. I know a lot of people were doing this online. A lot of stars started seeing a bunch of lists popping up from all different kinds of websites. And I said, you know what? We should do that too. Uh, you know, here on Am I on the Air, we've always done anticipated lists, but we've always done it for the summertime. You know, because the summer is the real big time for movies. So we always talk about here's our most anticipated films of the summer. Which is always fun to do, but I never really did it for the whole year, and I'm not really sure why, but that might change going forward. Uh, I decided, let's do it. Let's do it for the whole year. Let's count down our 10 most anticipated films of 2015. And once again, had a couple guests, brought on Geeky Pat, and brought on Peeps uh, from the People's Forum. And we, the three of us, did our top 10 countdown for 2015. And it was really cool to do the list with those guys because, you know, you see some of the similarities. We had our number ones were the same, our number twos were the same, our number eights were the same. How odd is that? <clears throat> but, you know, but then you also see some differences of where a movie that might have been an honorable mention for me was on Pat's top ten. You know, or a movie that we've never even heard of is on Peep's top ten. So that's what's really cool about the dynamic of having other people on the show. And um, so we did that, Am I Still on the Air, on New Year's Eve night. Um, we banged that one out. That's the last show, squeaked it out under the radar for 2014. So if you didn't catch that or hadn't heard it yet, please go check out Am I Still on the Air and listen to most anticipated films of 2015. Like I said, the three of us do our top 10 most anticipated films we do our best of 20, 2014 and our least favorite movie of 2014 as well you might be surprised what those turned out to be so it was a big big episode a lot of fun to do with those guys go check it out if you just go to amiontheair.com click on the tab that says am i still on the air you can also listen to it on reddragonsradio.com you'll see the tab right there am i still on the air it has its own separate tab away from the regular show and if you're subscribed to us on iTunes or Stitcher, you should have already seen that show in your feed because it is a part of the Am I on the Air feed. So nothing extra you got to do there. It's just if you want to go check it out individually. So with that promotion out the way, um, I think we're ready to get started. And it's funny because I'm starting off with a movie review for a film that I did not know if I would ever be able to see. Um... And I'm talking about the interview, of course. Um, the interview, which you should have been able to guess from the title of tonight's show, they hate us because they ain't us. They're peanut butter and jealous. Haters gonna hate, and ainers gonna ain't. Alright? Um, the interview was supposed to come out on Christmas Day, and you knew from our last show that basically Sony pulled the plug. They got scared because of the Sony hack, and you know they were saying North Korea had done it, and North Korea was saying... 
you know, we're going to do a terrorist threat that's going to make 9-11 look childish, you know, if you air this movie, so don't you dare air it, and AMC theaters and Cinemark and all these theater chains started dropping the movie, and they said, nope, we're not going to show it, you know, for the safety of our people, we're not going to show it. So, after about five theater chains dropped out, AMC, or, I'm sorry, AMC, Sony said, okay, that's it, we gotta pull the plug. And they took the movie down, they said it will no longer be released on Christmas Day. They yanked the idea of VOD, which I was like, what? How can you not do a VOD for this? Um, And all of a sudden, it was just like, we're not gonna get this. You know, it was looking for a moment there, Sony was saying, we don't know if we'll ever release this film. So I was like, damn, that sucks. This went from being a movie I really wanted to see to possibly never getting to see. And that was a bummer. Um, So much of a bummer that we did a lot of episodes kind of surrounding it. We talked about it on the last Am I on the Air. Um, My boy Geeky Pat did a whole special episode of his show this week with The Geek that was called The Interview Cancelled. I was actually a guest on it. And we talked for like an hour about this whole controversy and about pros and cons and was it the right thing to do. It was a great episode to do. I also myself personally did my first video blog on our YouTube page uh, called uh, The Interview Cancelled WTF, you know, and it was basically just a little short video that I threw together talking about why, why the hell did this this movie get canned and what was going on and kind of keeping everybody in the loop. So there was a lot that we were investing into this whole thing. Then we fast forward a couple days, we go to Christmas Eve, and all of a sudden on Christmas Eve we find out... Sony says, we're going to release it in some um, some little theaters, like little privately owned chains. And I found out there was a little theater here called The Loft that plays in my local town. And they were going to play the movie, and it was going to open in about 300 theaters uh, in the U.S. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, let's start making plans. Let's go see it at The Loft, and, you know, let's, let's go see this. It's cool that at least some theaters are kind of going to get to show it at their own risk kind of thing, right? Fast forward a little bit later in the day, it turns out Sony is releasing the damn thing on VOD, and they announced they're going to release it through the Google Play Store, Xbox, Microsoft, and uh, YouTube. Those three forums. On Christmas Eve. So if you want to watch it, you could rent it for five ninety nine, or you could buy it for, I think, 15 bucks. So I'm like, hells yeah, so forget going to the loft, I'm just going to rent this bitch at home and watch it on Christmas Eve, and that's what I did. Uh, So I'm reviewing this from home, (laughs) and um, the thing that really bugged me about the VOD rollout was why did Xbox get it? This is a Sony film, it should have been on the PlayStation Store, I will never ever understand that decision. How does Sony release something of their own on Xbox first over the PlayStation Store. I just don't get it. But I ended up getting it through the Google Play Store. I streamed it to my TV through the Chromecast. And we watched it. Of course, there's the new comedy with Seth Rogen and James Franco where they got to assassinate the leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un. Um, I liked it. It was really, really funny. What I will say is it was not as funny as I hoped it would be. And that really bums me out to say because I am a ginormous fan of Seth Rogen and James Franco and all of these guys that were really in this film putting this thing together. I, this is the end, I think, is one of the funniest movies ever. I loved Neighbors several months back with Seth Rogen. I mean, I love everything these guys churn out. And I will buy this when it comes out on Blu-ray. I only rented it because I like to have Blu-rays. I don't want just digital copies. So I only rented it, but I, I will buy it. I laughed, and, and I enjoyed watching it. But like I said, I gotta say, and this could purely be because the hype was so much for this film, and I had built it up in my head so much that this film was gonna be so hilarious. In my mind, this was a four- or five-star comedy. I was like, I'm gonna be rolling on the floor. I And I didn't. And I contribute a little bit of this to not seeing it in the theater, 
afterwards I said, damn, I really wish I could have seen this in the theater, that I could have watched this with Geeky Pat and Peeps and my brother-in-laws, and we could have sat in the theater and watched this and really laughed our asses off together. I think I would have walked out probably enjoying it more if that was the experience I had. Instead, I watched it from home, where of course I was getting distracted, it was Christmas Eve, my wife is wrapping presents on the floor, she's talking to me every 5-10 minutes, and I'm like, I'm trying to watch this movie. So... It's harder when you're watching a film from home for the first time to really have that kind of theatrical experience. So I think that definitely took away from it. Um, it, There's a lot of super funny parts in this. Unfortunately for me, I felt like some of the funniest parts in the film were things I already saw in the trailer. I still laughed, but I was like, man, I already know what's coming. You know, like the whole thing of they hate us because they ain't us. That's not a thing. They're peanut butter and jealous. Like that whole exchange is so funny to me, but I had already seen it a dozen times in the trailer. You know, and most of the super out loud funny parts were stuff you saw in the trailer. And, and that sucks. So I've had some people say to me, like, is it worth it? Is it worth it to rent? You know, because it's accessible now. And not only now, now it's even more accessible. You can get it on iTunes. It is now on the PlayStation Store. You can get it on Voodoo. It's even playing on pay-per-view now through DirecTV and Comcast and everything. So you could pretty much find it no matter what now. And I've had several people reach out and say, should I watch it? Should I check it out? Yes, because a movie that was supposed to be in the theater that you were thinking about going, probably with other people, spending a lot of money on concessions and everything like that, it's six bucks. Rent the damn thing, watch it at home, and laugh your ass off. It's definitely worth it for a six dollar rent at home. Like I said, for me, I'll go I'll go buy it still on Blu-ray. I'm just disappointed in the overall story of the thing. It wasn't as over-the-top, laugh-out-loud as I had hoped it to be. And then I thought it would be based on the people involved. Saying that, I still enjoyed the film. I'm not going to get into any spoiler stuff, as always. We had talked about doing a spoiler review on an Am I Still in the Air? Me and Geeky Pat were going to do one. And I feel bad because I was like, dude, you got to go watch this movie. Because we got to do an Am I Still in the Air on it. So he runs out and he rents it. And then he's like, all right, when are we doing the show? And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to do the show still. <laughs> um, and the only reason I hesitated on doing an Am I Still in the Air on this in a spoiler view it's just because the fact that it is on demand and anybody can go watch it right now. I'm not really helping you go watch it in the theater or make any kind of decision or anything. I just I felt like it kind of didn't need that added. You know, we spent a lot of time on this movie over the course of the last couple of weeks between all of our shows here on Red Dragons Radio. So I just figured, you know what, let's just forget it, let's move on. Um, but I'd still, of course, want to review it here because this is the official forum here on Am I on the Air. So for me, out of five stars, I gave the interview three and a half out of five. Um, I hate using half stars, and you know that if you've been listening to me for a while. But the fact of the matter is, is it was definitely better than a three. But it was just not funny enough to hit that four. Uh, but the jokes that hit, hit really well. I, ha- I laughed my ass off. I had a good time watching it. It probably would have been a four-star movie if I saw it in the theater. And damn you, North Korea, for ruining that for me. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to at least watch it on Christmas Eve, uh, you know, in my boxer shorts, chilling on the couch, <laughs> and enjoying uh, the new Seth Rogen film. So, uh, three and a half out of five stars for me for the interview. Alrighty. Let's now get into the news. And this will probably be pretty quick. Uh, because the reason why I didn't do a show last week and we ended up doing the season finale on December 22nd. Uh, is like I I explained on that. Just like the fact that there's been no new TV shows. It's been reruns, nothing's been going on. There's really been no news either. There might be one or two little things that have come out, but there's been nothing like breaking that's been like, oh my god, I have to report this on Am I On The Air. It's just a slow time. Now that the new year is over, we're starting to ramp back up. Today's Monday. We had a good little casting piece of announcement uh, that dropped today that I'll get to later. Um... I think we'll start getting into the motions now a little bit more. But these last couple weeks, there's been basically nothing of super big importance. Just little nuggets and some trailers and, of course, some everything wrong withs. And I'm going to drop all that knowledge on you right now and we'll roll on through.
All right, so in the new trailer department, we have the brand new trailer. This is the second official trailer for In the Heart of the Sea, which is uh, the new Chris Hemsworth movie uh, with the story based on Moby Dick. This movie looks really, really good, and the second trailer was pretty awesome. We have another trailer for Veronica Decides to Die. This is a new Sarah Michelle Gellar film. We have the second official trailer for Focus, which is the new uh, thriller starring Will Smith and Margot Robbie. Kind of funny that Will Smith and Margot Robbie have a film coming out together when they're going to be in Suicide Squad, coming up here very soon. But I think Focus looks great. I've loved both of the trailers that have come out, and I'm really looking forward to this film. Um, Going back to the Sony hack, there's still stuff that's rolling out from the Sony hack, and... uh, one of the things is that they came very close to doing a Pineapple Express 2. The studio actually was going to greenlight it, green it for $45 million, with a $45 million budget. And everybody involved said, we, we want 50 We can't do the movie unless it's 50 because there's some stuff we want to do and we really need a $50 million budget. And the studio said no. They wouldn't budge on that 45 mark and... Talks broke down. They said, okay, if you can't give us 50, we're out. And the talks broke down on it. So it was kind of interesting to find out that we almost got a Pineapple Express 2. But it fell through over $5 million. That's really, really insane to me. Um, I feel either side could have caved. Or maybe one could have come down a couple and the other one could have come up a couple. We're talking about $5 bucks here, guys. Come on. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Oh, right. Um, We posted a really cool fan-made trailer. I don't usually post fan-made stuff because I like to only do official things. But this fan-made trailer was so good. This guy made a DC versus Marvel cinematic trailer that basically made it look like this big movie was coming out where all the DC crew, the Justice League, was fighting the Avengers. And it was really badass. And this video made its way around the internet so fast because it was done so well. We had to post it on the Twitter and the Facebook page. So go check that out if you haven't seen that. It's really, really awesome. Um, Matthew McConaughey, Charlize Theron, Rooney Mara have all joined the voice cast for a new animated film called Kubo and the Two Strings. Okay. Uh, One of the bigger pieces of news that dropped over the break uh, for me to talk about is that officially now, Justin Lin has been hired to direct Star Trek III. So this has been something that's been going on for a while. We talked about it, Roberto Orsi, who's a producer and writer. Um, He was supposed to direct Star Trek III, and then he dropped off the project a couple weeks ago, and it was really, really weird, and nobody really understood why, and he said he was going to stay on as a producer. Now it looks like they're really not even going to use his script, and he said, I'm just going to be, you know, I'm just going to be, you know, a producer on this, and nothing more, really. And we were waiting, waiting to see who was going to be the new director, and they signed Justin Lin. Uh, I really like Justin Lin. I read you a list, I think on the last episode, of five directors that it possibly could be. And Justin Lin was on that list, and what did I say was my number one out of that list? I'm pretty sure I said Justin Lin. So it's pretty cool to see that my pick came out on top. For those of you that don't know, Justin Lin directed Fast and Furious 3, 4, 5, and 6. So really, he, he did the best installments of the franchise, especially 5 and 6. Um, he's a great director. He was going to direct the next Jeremy Renner Bourne movie, um, but now that's on hold because they're going back to the Mad Damon. Um, he also is directing the new season of True Detective. So... Uh, He's a great director, he's got a great eye for action, and I think he's going to do awesome for Star Trek, so very excited about that. Uh, Coming up here in a couple weeks, uh, Saturday Night Live has locked in Kevin Hart to be an upcoming host, so that is awesome. Uh, In some Marvel news, uh, they have officially locked down Luke Cage. Uh, For those of you that don't know, Luke Cage um, is going to be a part of the Netflix series. Uh, as you should know by now, Netflix is doing a big Marvel deal. They're going to start with Daredevil in May. Then they're going to do a show called Jessica Jones, AR, I think, a.k.a. Jessica Jones. Then they're going to do Luke Cage. Then they're going to do Iron Fist. And then they're going to do kind of an Avengers team-up called The Defenders. So we already know Daredevil. Uh, and then we just found out a couple weeks ago that Kristen Ritter is going to be Jessica Jones. And then now they have signed Mike Coulter to be Luke Cage. 
Uh, Mike Coulter is going to be on the upcoming Halo show that's going to be, you know, based on the Halo video game that is on, um, going to be on the Xbox channel. Um, he pops up here and there on some other shows. You'll have to IMDb him. I'm not too familiar with the guy, but from pictures, I think he's a great pick. I've seen some stuff on the Halo show coming up, and he's one of the, I think he is the main character on that Halo show, and uh, when I saw that, I was like, okay, okay, this dude would be a pretty cool Luke Cage. So I'm glad that Marvel went with him. Uh, he is actually going to play a very big role in the AKA Jessica Jones show. Um, and then he will branch off and do his own Luke Cage show after. So he's going to, he's getting double duty right here, man. He gets to be on two shows, which is pretty awesome. So get ready for Mike Coulter to be your new Luke Cage for Marvel and Netflix when that debuts later in the year. Um, I want to shout out another video. As I said, we're trying to get into more on the YouTube page. If you go to youtube.com slash am I on the air, you can listen to all the shows. Um, you can see the video blog I did on the interview. One of the other new things I'm trying out is, um, I am subscribed to Loot Crate. For those of you that don't know, Loot Crate is a little black box that you subscribe to. Uh, it's like 12 bucks a month. And it's a mystery box, and every month, around the 20th of the month, you get a box in the mail. You have no idea what's inside. You open it up, you could have a t-shirt, you could have a toy, you could have all kinds of stuff, but it's all geek culture, video game related, comic book related. You get all kinds of little knick-knack, exclusive stuff from this Loot Crate company. And um, so what I decided to do as part of the YouTube channel is do a Loot Crate unboxing video so you can see... What what's inside and it might be something you want to sign up for too and if you do there's a link in the video uh, that's a referral link and you can sign up and uh, use my link so uh, Loot Crate is really really cool I've been doing it for about three or four months now and uh, but I never thought to do the videos until now <laughs> and I did the first video in December with the December crate which was their one year anniversary crate and it was really really nice it had some Guardians of the Galaxy socks and it had a Captain America air freshener and it had a Funko uh, Joker Batman action figure like a lot of really really cool stuff um, it was a really good box probably one of the better ones so I did the video um, the, the series is called What's in the Box? What's in the Box? and uh, you can see the first video of What's in the Box the Loot Crate December 2014 unboxing. Um, it's like eight minutes long. It doesn't take very long, and you can see exactly what came inside. And I'll be doing those videos every month as I get the new boxes in. So check that out on the YouTube page. All right, we have another new trailer for Woman in Gold, which is a new film starring Helen Mirren uh, with Ryan Reynolds. We have another trailer for McFarlane USA. This is the second trailer um, starring Kevin Costner. We have the first official trailer for Entourage, the movie. Yes, Entourage, for those of you that didn't know, the HBO show that you know went off the air a couple years ago is getting a movie. It's coming out this summer. I thought the trailer was pretty good. Looking forward to the Entourage film. We have the Honest trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the new one, of course. Uh, we have an Everything Wrong With Guardians of the Galaxy. Everybody's been waiting for this one. It finally dropped, and it's pretty awesome. So check out Everything Wrong With Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, let's see here. Pee Wee Herman is getting a new film, and it looks like his next big adventure is going to be a film on Netflix. Yes, so they're going to be doing a film exclusively on Netflix. Uh, Judd Apatow is producing, and that is pretty exciting to me. Uh, But yeah, it's a good forum to use Netflix, so no theatrical, but hey, it works. Uh, Kim Dickens is taking the female lead in the new Walking Dead spinoff show, so that's cool. Um, Let's see here. Bruce Campbell talks the Evil Dead TV series. He says this is going to be the real deal. And he's super, super excited to get going on this. And I know everybody is super excited to see it. Uh, Kevin Smith has had has landed funding for his next three films. So that's pretty awesome because, you know, that's always a big issue. Kevin, uh, Kevin Smith likes to do stuff kind of independently, doesn't like to rely on the big studios, and funding is a big deal. And he's got funding for the next three films. His next film is called Hit Somebody, and it'll start filming in fall of 2015. Um, unfortunate news, Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter have separated. 
they've been together for a long, long time, so that kind of sucks. Uh, but speaking of Tim Burton, he is moving forward on the Beetlejuice sequel. He says Michael Keaton is interested. He says Winona Ryder will return, and uh, they're looking to move forward here very, very soon. They've got a great script going, and they're looking to move forward here on Beetlejuice 2 very soon. Um, Inherent Vice's Catherine Watterson has joined the Steve Jobs biopic film. Um see here sorry I saw something else I was trying to jump ahead but that didn't work out so much um, Star Trek 3 going back to that of course <clears throat> like I said it's coming out um, very very soon here in 2016 they're going to have to start filming they just locked in Justin Lin and now we're going to get rocking and rolling Star Trek 3 has been officially given a release date of July 8th 2016 so that is pretty awesome Justin Lin will direct um, Bad Robot uh, with J.J. Abrams is going to be producing and um, yeah it's going to be very cool it'll beam in the theaters <laughs> July 8th of 2016 um, I like it man I, I love the Star Trek reboot films the first one I thought was great and I loved Into Darkness so I can't wait to see Star Trek 3 um It was confirmed by DC uh, that the Shazam movie is going to be set in the same universe as the Batman v Superman films. So that's pretty cool because so we know there's a Shazam film coming out, I believe, in 2019, and The Rock is going to be in it as Black Adam. And there was a lot of speculation in the beginning that New Line Cinema, which is owned by Warner Brothers, but it's like a subsidiary, that they were going to be doing Shazam, which led a lot of people to think. Well, crap, if New Line's doing Shazam, then it's not WB directly, and that's not going to be a part of the new DC universe. But DC came out and they said, no, uh, it is going to be Warner Brothers, and it is a part of the DCCU. Uh, So that's very exciting, because I want to see The Rock as Black Adam fighting Superman, because it's going to be awesome. So uh, I'm, I'm very excited about that. So good to see that Shazam will be set in the same universe. Chris Pine did an interview and he says that uh, Jack Ryan's shadow recruit is one of his deep regrets and that they definitely messed it up and he wished that they could have had a better chance to do it right. Um, You know, this was a movie I was really looking forward to last year and it sucked. It was not a good movie and I know that the studio really wanted to relaunch the franchise with Chris Pine kind of being the new Jack Ryan and it just it just bombed. It did not resonate with anybody. It was not a very good film and unfortunately it didn't make any money so therefore, you know, they're not going to do a sequel so Chris Pine's pretty, pretty beat up over himself over this and he wishes that they, you know, could go back and, and get another shot at it but It's definitely one of his deep regrets from an acting standpoint. We have everything wrong with The Nightmare Before Christmas. We have a new trailer for The Longest Ride, which, if I'm not mistaken, is another, um, oh, God, movie from the dude that did The Notebook and did Safe Haven and did all those other sappy-ass movies that sucked. Um, So, yeah, The Longest Ride. We got another trailer for To Write Love on Her Arms, starring Kat Dennings and Chad Michael Murray. Uh, we have the first set photo from uh, Jonathan Nolan from upcoming uh, the upcoming HBO show Westworld. You can check that out. Um, the first trailer has been released for the new historical epic Dragon Blade, which, get this, stars John Cusack and Jackie Chan. Yes, John Cusack and Jackie Chan. I'm not going to speak any more on that. I know Peeps will be all about that movie, though, because he, he loves that stuff. <laughs> Shout out to Peeps. You can follow him on Twitter at For My Peoples. Give him some shit. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jenna Coleman has signed up for another season of Doctor Who. So that's cool for all you Doctor Who fans. Um, let's see. There's a lot of junk here that I'm just kind of skipping through. It's not even worth me talking. 
Um, the interview is now the highest selling movie on Google streaming services and YouTube movies. Yes, no movie has ever done as much downloading as the interview was. So that's very cool because I know it popped up on some torrent sites and a lot of people can steal it right now if they wanted to. And I'm glad that people are actually paying the six bucks and are sticking it to the man and saying, look, we wanted to see this movie, so we're paying for it. And it's, you know, it's working out pretty well. Uh, the movie made over $15 million in downloads in its first week and made another like $3 million in those little the 300 theaters that it opened up in. It keeps continuing to rake, rake in a lot of money in digital. And now that it's available on pay-per-view and voodoo and PlayStation, the money's going to keep on going. And it looks like they could possibly get all their money back for making this film by doing it this way. So good job, man, on them. I'm glad that they were able to release it on digital. Uh, Game of Thrones has topped the list of 2014's most pirated TV shows, and Wolf of Wall Street and Frozen topped the list of 2014's most pirated films. Uh, Chris Rock and his wife have split after 19 years. That's really sad, man. I, I hate seeing couples fade like this, especially when, you know, they've been together for so long. That That really is sad. Um, let's see here. Diesel is continuing to tease a role in another Marvel movie. Uh, Vin, Vin loves to tease. He teased a lot before he was announced as Groot in Guardians. And we all heard, and there was a lot of speculation going down, that in his negotiations with Marvel to do the voice of Groot, he said, I want to do another franchise. And they said, cool, since you're only doing the voice for Groot, we can work something else for, out for you uh, in our cinematic universe. So everybody's wondering, what could that be? Well, Vin Diesel posted a picture for a couple hours on his Facebook page of him in a t-shirt that says Inhumans on the front and uh, with the kind of tag going across the picture that says, Are You Inhuman? He pulled the picture down a couple hours after he posted it, but that, of course, is everybody saying, Oh my God, Vin Diesel's going to be in the Inhumans. I hope he is. Um, A lot of people think he could be Black Bolt. Um, Who knows? But... He would be great in Inhumans. Uh, they said it's a, you know, Marvel, I think it said that it was going to be a new property that he was going to be involved in. It makes sense. So, oh, good old Vin. He loves to keep the press talking about him, and uh, we love to talk about him anyway. So, we'll see if he's going to be an Inhuman. Uh, Marvel, speaking of Marvel, has contemplated bringing back Tim Roth as the Abomination from uh, The Incredible Hulk back for Avengers 2. He was going to be a villain in Avengers 2, and then they ended up scrapping it. Um, This bums me out a little bit, because I would have liked, even if they would have just done him as like a cameo villain, you know, that, that Hulk and the Avengers shut down real quick in the beginning of the film or something. I really wish they would have, because the one thing we never see crossovers from is that Incredible Hulk movie. And it's so hard, because I constantly have to try to explain to people that the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk film is in canon, and that's the same Hulk that Mark Ruffalo plays. It's really hard to explain to people and get them to understand this is what's going on in the world. And having Tim Roth pop up as Abomination would have been a great piece to glue those universes together. So it really bums me out that they didn't go ahead and do that, but... At least it was on their mind, and maybe they'll uh, think about doing that later on down the road. Uh, Tom Hardy has graced the two new covers of Empire Magazine uh, for Mad Max, which looks awesome. And Mad Max, I will, spoiler alert, tell you it made the top ten of all three of our list on that most anticipated show, so listen to it, Am I Still in the Air? Uh, rumor alert has that the first Star Wars spin-off film may be about Han Solo, and that Aaron Paul may have a role. No saying if Aaron Paul's going to actually play the young Han Solo, or that he just has a role in the film, uh, but that is the rumor, that it might be a young Han Solo film for the first Star Wars spin-off. Um, new details on Netflix's Marvel Daredevil show says that the tone of the show is likened to be like The Wire. Ooh, that sounds dark and gritty, and I like it. Uh, we have everything wrong with the woman in black. Um, we also have a new trailer for It Follows. Um, it Follows looks pretty creepy. And, spoiler alert, this actually made Peep's top ten most anticipated list. 
No one had even ever heard of this movie before. Um, but he did, because he probably saw the trailer on Am I on the Air? And, and he was like, damn, that looks good. And it made his top ten, so check it out. The trailer for It Follows. Uh, Paul Feig, who's going to be the new director of the Ghostbusters reboot, he says that the reboot will be scarier than the original. He's working really, really hard on this one. Uh, we have some pictures of some artwork for Avengers Age of Ultron. It features the Hulkbuster, Thor, Vision. You can see a lot of really cool artwork here. Click on the link and check it all out if you want to see some behind-the-scenes stuff of Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, Sylvester Stallone has provided us some updates on Creed, Rambo, Last Blood, and Scarpa. Those are the next three films that he's going to be doing. He's jumping right into Creed next, which he'll be um, training um, uh, Apollo Creed's grandson to be a great boxer as he reprises his role as Rocky Balboa, which I can't wait for. That's going to be so awesome. Then he's going to jump back into another Rambo film, which is officially titled Rambo Last Blood. Um, I'm excited about this because I thought Rambo 4 was incredible. That is my personal favorite of the franchise, and I hope that 5 is just as amazing as that. And, you know, Rocky Balboa was an amazing end to the Rocky series. I hope that Last Blood does it for Rambo. And Scarpa is going to be a kind of gangster mob flick that he's going to do. And that sounds pretty awesome, too. So Stallone has some really great stuff coming up. I just hope everybody goes out and supports it when this stuff drops. All right, we got another trailer. It's the second official trailer for The Duff, which is a new comedy film starring Bella Thorne. Um, Let's see here. Star Wars The Force Awakens has been named by Fandango as the most anticipated movie of 2015. Spoiler alert, it is not number one on any of our three lists on our top ten. So, ha! But on Fandango's list, it is the number one most anticipated film. You can't fault that. Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um, Let me open this up, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. If my computer will react. Because I do want to talk about that, but we'll go through that later. Um, you got to check out the artwork of Vision. Like I said, we got a lot of this uh, artwork posted for Avengers Age of Ultron. And whew, this Vision stuff is, is so tight. He looks incredible. So good. Um, Congratulations to Jennifer Lawrence, who made it at the top of the list as the highest grossing actor in Hollywood for 2014. That is pretty damn awesome. So congratulations to Jennifer Lawrence for that. Uh, The Rogue Cut of X-Men Days of Future Past is coming out this summer, and um, the guys behind that produced it said to expect brand new distinctive features and extras that are a part of this Blu-ray DVD package. They said if you already bought X-Men Days of Future Past, don't worry about double dipping because they're not going to put any of the stuff that's on the current Days of Future Past Blu-ray on the Rogue Cut. The Rogue Cut's going to be exclusive. It's a collector's pack. It will have its own extras, so it's totally different. That makes me very happy because I was already planning on buying it. Nothing repeated from the other Blu-ray set. Uh, We have a whole article up from Mark Schultz, uh, who Channing Tatum plays in the movie Foxcatcher. He's blasting the film now, saying it's grossly inaccurate, and he's he's coming all out all over social media, so pissed off, saying, don't watch this movie. It's just a really weird situation, because he was promoting the film with everybody. I mean, there's pictures of him with Channing Tatum and Mark Ruffalo and Steve Carell, like, saying, like, oh, I love this movie, and da-da-da-da-da. And now, all of a sudden, he's coming out saying, no, it lies, don't watch it. Something happened here. It's really, really weird. Of course, it's because it's award season, and Foxcatcher's getting a lot of praise for best movie of the year, best acting, and... Now, all of a sudden, he creates this controversy. I don't know what's going on. I don't want to spend any more time on it. Uh, But if you're interested, definitely check out the article uh, with Mark Schultz talking about how inaccurate Foxcatcher is. On some sad news, Edward Herman, um, he's a character actor. He was most most notably known for Gilmore Girls. Uh, He has passed away, unfortunately. So thoughts and prayers with him and his family. Um... We have everything wrong with nonstop in 12 minutes or less. I still need to watch that one myself. I posted it and didn't watch it yet, but I really like nonstop, so I can't wait to see what they show on that. 
Um, and some awesome news, the new Avengers Age of Ultron trailer is going to premiere next week, Monday, January 12th. That is pretty damn awesome. Monday, January 12th, the brand new Avengers Age of Ultron trailer. Yeah, yeah, baby. Speaking of trailers and speaking of Marvel, tomorrow night, Tuesday, um, you're going to get the first trailer for Ant-Man. Yes, Ant-Man trailer is going to debut. It's supposed to debut tomorrow night during the premiere episode of Agent Carter. Marvel's got that new show, Agent Carter, which is based around Peggy Carter from the Captain America movie. Um, it's got a two-hour season premiere tomorrow night. It's going to be playing for the next couple months in the midterm uh, before Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back. And they are debuting the Ant-Man trailer tomorrow night during that. So lots of good Marvel stuff. We have Ant-Man tomorrow and then Avengers Age of Ultron next Monday. So great stuff there with Marvel. Um In box office wrap-ups of 2014, uh, movie-going has hit a two-decade low. We heard it was a bad year, um, but I didn't know it was that bad. So that's that's pretty crazy right there. Um, Let's see. Getting some other end-of-the-year stuff loaded here so I can talk to you about that in a little bit more detail once it loads. So I'm going to keep kind of rolling through. Uh, We have the winners and losers of the cable networks of 2014. You can check that out. Um, Let's see. First trailer for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Season 10. Uh, We have the... Uh, some pictures of the alleged um, concept art that from an alien sequel that Neil Blomkamp, the director of District 9, was going to do. Looks pretty damn sweet. Uh, I was pretty pretty stoked on what he put out. The um, World has been confirmed to have a Super Bowl ad, so that is cool. Uh, Jeff Wadlow has delivered the brand new script for Masters of the Universe movie. Uh, he is also supposedly attached to direct, although the studio isn't confirming that. Um, they just wanted him to turn in a new a new script for it, and he has. He just dropped it off on January 3rd, so hopefully the studio likes it and we get rolling on this new He-Man movie, because I, for one, would like to see a new Masters of the Universe. Um... Another RIP, unfortunately, to the Beverly Hillbilly star, Donna Douglas, who has passed away at the age of 81. Um, So, yeah. Rest in peace. Let's see. We already talked about that. Um, Coming up uh, this Sunday on The Simpsons, it's going to be a special Simpsons episode that director and producer Judd Apatow wrote. Um, and he, he's going to write and direct this upcoming episode where basically Homer gets into an accident and thinks he's a 10-year-old kid and becomes Bart's new best friend. <laughs> I think the episode's called Bart's, Bart's new best friend. But I love Judd Apatow. He's one of my favorite comedy directors. And, I'm, you know, I don't watch The Simpsons, but I'm, I might be DVRing this one this upcoming Sunday. So uh, that is set. Uh, also in another sad RAP status, um, ESPN anchor Stuart Scott has passed away at the age of 40. 49 from cancer. Uh, very, very sad. I know he was a big, big guy over at ESPN. I'm not a big sports guy, but I even knew who he was, so uh, definitely rest in peace uh, there. Um, Sony has revealed details on their new PlayStation Now subscription service. You can check that out. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch opens up about being Doctor Strange and says that he's avidly reading all the comic books right now and preparing for this role. He's taking it very, very serious. Um, this is really cool. Star Wars The Force Awakens has enlisted the stars of The Raid to come work on the film. This is super exciting because if you've seen The Raid, you know Raid 1 and Raid 2 as some of the best martial arts you have ever seen in your life. The best action, the best everything. These movies are insane. It's definitely the best action stuff that I've seen in years from a fight film. And it's a dubbed movie. You know, it's not even in English. Um, but you need to see The Raid if you're a big action fan and love just hardcore action fights. And um, it's this is super exciting to hear that Star Wars has enlisted The Raid guys to come help out uh and lastly in this piece of news this just broke today and i'm super excited about it because we talked about how it was a possibility 
but you always wait for the confirmation, and we got the confirmation this morning, and it's very, very exciting that uh, they are going to be doing a Ghost in the Shell movie, and they have officially locked in Scarlett Johansson to be the main star of the film. So this is awesome. Scarlett Johansson will star in the live-action Ghost in the Shell film. Whew! I like it a lot. Um, let's see here. Now I got some box office stuff. I just want to run down some winners, some losers, some shocks, some flops, uh, and all the above since we're at the end of the year. So let's talk about flops. And when we talk about flops, we're talking about the money compared to what it costs to make to what it actually made. Up first is Draft Day. Draft Day is the film starring Kevin Costner. It was about the Super Bowl draft, um, or sorry, football NFL draft. The movie had a $50 million budget, and worldwide it only made $29 million. Frank Miller's Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. This film cost $90 million to make, and worldwide it made under $40 million. It made $39. Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Uh, Get On Up. Get On Up was the James Brown biopic film. They made this film for $55 million, and it only made 32 worldwide. I, Frankenstein. They made I, Frankenstein for $90 million, and it grossed $71 million worldwide. The Identical made for $32 million, and it only made $2 million worldwide. Left Behind, um, it was uh, that was the Nicolas Cage movie based on the um, books. Uh, it had a budget of $27 million and worldwide it only made 19 Damn, man, that was a low budget, too, and it couldn't even make that. Um, the Legend of Hercules, this is the Kellen Lutz Hercules film. It had a budget of $80 million and it only made 57 Legend of Oz, Dorothy's Return, it had a budget of $85 million and it only made 18 Men, men, Women, and Children. Uh, this was a very limited release film. This was only opened in like 200 theaters. Like it, it wasn't didn't it didn't come out big time. So it's kind of hard to really rip this one. Um, but it had some really good reviews going on, it, and I did want to see it. It had a budget of 16 million, and it only made two million worldwide. So, ugh. but like I said, it didn't have a worldwide release like these other ones did. Pompeii. Pompeii was made for $115 million, and it grossed $117 million. So, you might say, well, hey, that's $2 million over its budget. It made a little bit of money. No, it didn't. Uh, movies do not make money just because they go over their budget by a little bit, because all marketing cost is not included in that budget. And then there's also a percentage that goes back to the movie theaters for showing the film. So, Pompeii definitely lost a lot of money for the studio. Sabotage. Sabotage was made for $55 million, and it only made $18 million worldwide. Ugh. Sabotage is pretty good. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. And you can actually stream that on Netflix right now, and I think it's worth the check out. Transcendence. This is the Johnny Depp film. Um, Transcendence cost $135 million to make it, and only made $103 worldwide. Vampire Academy cost $26 million to make, and it only made 15 Winner's Tale cost $80 million to make, and it only grossed 27 So those, my friends, are the biggest flops of the year based on profitability. So speaking of profitability and speaking of worldwide grosses, now we are talking worldwide. These numbers and the figures and the movies shift if we're talking about just the United States. But we're talking worldwide here. Here is your top 20 worldwide box office hits. Your number one film of the year was Transformers Age of Extinction, which brought in $1.9 billion. Billion! Yes, with a B, it is the only film of the year to cross the billion dollar mark. So congratulations, Transformers number one. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy with $772 million. Number three, Maleficent with $757 million. Number four is X-Men Days of Future Past with $746 million. Number five, Captain America the Winter Soldier with $714 million. Number six, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with $709 million. Number seven, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes with $708 million. 
Number eight is The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1, with a gross as of December 31st at $671 million. Because that one's still going. Uh, And number nine is The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, with a worldwide gross of $588 million. This is also as of December 31st. Number 10 is Interstellar with 641. Uh, Number 11 is How to Train Your Dragon 2 with 618. Number 12 is Godzilla with 525. Number 13 is Rio 2 with 498. Number 14 is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with 477. Number 15 is The Lego Movie with 468 million. Number 16 is Lucy with 458 million. Number 17 is Edge of Tomorrow uh, with 369 million. Number 18 is Noah with 362 million. Number 19 is Gone Girl with 356 million. And number 20 is The Maze Runner with 339 million dollars. So those are your top 20 um, worldwide box office grosses for 2014. Um, here are some of the biggest box office surprises of 2014 from a box office standpoint. Uh, Annabelle, which Annabelle um, w- brought in uh, a $37 million debut, which was pretty amazing. Um, it, and it also worldwide brought in $257 million. And I believe they did it, yeah, they did it for a $6 million budget. So, Wow. So yeah, when you got a six million dollar movie making make two hundred fifty two in a year, that's a big box office surprise. Uh, Gone Girl was a was a huge by box office uh, hit. Um, it exceeded everybody's expectations. It's the director David Fincher's biggest film ever. Um, it remained in the top ten for ten weeks straight. Um, it's the number nineteen film of the year. Uh, so very cool, and it set a record for the month of October. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, no one expected it to be that big, and it's the second biggest film of the year. It's number one in the U.S., and it's number two worldwide. Uh, Heaven is for Real, uh, which came out, and it um, it brought in $22 million in its opening, and it went on to earn $101 million worldwide, and it was also made for like under $10 million. So, uh, The Lego Movie, Lucy, Maleficent, Neighbors, uh, Ride Along and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Those are all the films that basically crushed what their budgets were and became very big box office surprises when a lot of people thought they maybe uh, could have been bombs. So, um, yeah. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All your box office stuff. Wrapping up the hits and the misses of 2014. Let's get over to our box office and release dates of the week, and we'll wrap this baby up for the first show in the books of 2015. All right? So let's see here. Let's see what's going to come out on DVD and Blu-ray as of tomorrow. Out tomorrow, Boyhood, Get On Up, No Good Deed, and Left Behind. We actually just talked about a couple of those films. So all four of those films will be on DVD and Blu-ray as of tomorrow. In theaters on Friday, Taken 3, Inherent Vice and Selma. Um, Taken 3 is the is the biggest release of these all. I'm looking forward to checking that out. I'll hopefully have a review on the next episode for you on that. Uh, Inherent Vice and Selma have been in limited release. They're coming out full releases on Friday. And here's your box office top 10. Coming in at number 10, it is Big Hero 6 with $4.8 million. Number 9 is The Gambler with $6.3 million. Number 8 is The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 with $7.7 million. Number 7 is The Imitation Game with $8.1 million. Number 6 is Annie with $11.4 million. Number 5 is Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb with $14.5 million. Number 4 is The Woman in Black. 2, Angel of Death, this was the only new release last weekend. And it was number 4 with $15.1 million. I gotta say, this movie looks horrible. I wanted nothing to do with the first um, Woman in Black. I've heard nothing but bad stuff about this film. And it still made $15 million, which blows my mind because there's no names in this film. And it doesn't look very good at all. And it made a number four debut with $15 million. I think that's pretty good for a movie like this. Um, number three is Unbroken with $18.4 million. Number two is Into the Woods with $19.1 million. And your number one film for the third week in a row, it is The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies with $21.9 million. 
Woo! So yeah, there you go. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at a brisk one hour. This is perfect timing for the show. Uh, I know we've elaborated on some stuff and a nice big introduction, and we still made it in under an hour. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for joining me on this ride as we continue into 2015. Um, Once again, thank everybody for their support, um, bringing me on, keeping me in your ears and downloads every week. Am I on the air being your place to be for all entertainment news? Um, I would like to shout out our affiliate, our main hub, reddragonsradio.com. You can go there, you can listen to Am I on the Air? Am I Still on the Air? This week with the Geek, Out of the Rifts, the People's Forum, Brothers of Destruction, you know, Pro Wrestling Nation. There's a lot of great podcasts to listen to, and who knows, we may be expanding that in 2015. Uh, of course, you want to. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Am I on the Air. You can follow me on Twitter at DXDonMega. You can follow the show official website, which is AmIOnTheAir.com. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash AmIOnTheAir. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Stitcher Radio. Just look for that app in your marketplace, on your iOS, whatever. Stitcher, you can uh, subscribe to us. Give us a thumbs up when you listen live. I'd appreciate it. Um, Let's see. Of course, the YouTube channel. Like I said, we're trying to do more and more, so please subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash air, of course. And uh, please subscribe. Check it out. Check it out. We're on Google+. And, um, yeah, I think that's about it. I won't take up any more of your time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everybody once again had a great holiday, had a great new year, and let's hope that 2015 is going to bring some amazing stuff for everyone. So till next time, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Don Mega. I'll catch you. Peace. Red Dragon!